Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Do you have any cheese at all? No. <laughs> A senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Franco, your host of the show. And today we're going to talk about the 3 1 victory in the quarterfinal of the League Cup against Stoke. Good to get back to winning ways and straight into a semi final. Joining me to discuss the game um, from up north, it's Mr. Seb Short. How are you doing, Seb? I'm very well, yeah. Happy to be introduced first. I feel like I've uh, I've been promoted. Um, but yeah, like you say, straight into a semi-final. Uh, nice little uh, win before Christmas. So yeah, life's good. <laughs> I don't want to repeat the same jokes. <laughs> like, so for listeners, we've already recorded this once and Seb's internet went shit. So we've had to start recording it again. <laughs> But yeah, it feels a bit weird just repeating it. But anyway, also joining all the way from Boston is Miss Aviva Summers. How are you doing, Aviva? I'm quite flattered. This is uh, the first time you've you've introduced me second. So um, yeah, great to be here. Great result. <laughs> and yeah, we should definitely release those uh, recordings in between uh, people dropping out to the Patreons. We'll, yeah, we'll give them to our we'll give them, <laughs> give them to our patrons here. Yeah, Here's some rubbish. Yeah. That we, I see some other pods do that. They're like, oh, you get outtakes. It's like I want, I want fucking the, the shit bits of your pod. You give yeah. to the patrons. Cheers, guys. Yeah. That's very very generous. We'll give them that. Fine. Um, also joining, last but not least, Mr. Paul Muir. How you doing, Paul? Yeah, hi. How you doing from uh, Tier Four in London and uh, uh, down in Brixton? So yeah, it's good to see us uh, win again tonight for a little bit of a good cheer before the. Uh, quote festive unquote break so yeah back to winning ways good to see good to see i can't believe you didn't do the joke about the dwarf and the donkey that you did the first time round. <laughs> <laughs> too long Seb. it took six minutes it's like it doesn't make for good podcast listening I'm <laughs> uh that can be on the outtakes as well sign up to our patreon and you'll get a six minute donkey oh joke. that was smooth franco that was smooth <laughs> thank you we're getting very professional at this now right Let's crack into it. As always, uh, we look at the team selection. Uh, said we only surprised us today, the inclusion of Delhi, maybe? I'm not sure that Delhi was a surprise. I think there would have been a worry uh, if he hadn't have been selected, what with um, the Celso and, and Dembele out. But um, 
yeah, apart from that, I think we kind of knew what was coming. It was a, a bit of a mix and match in terms of the, the A team um, and the B team. The fullbacks changed again. Um, and apart from that, I think it was kind of to be expected. Mm. Same with um, Harry Winks of Eva, because he, you know, he's already moaned this season about not playing too much. So if we hadn't seen him, it probably would have been a bit of a surprise, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I'm glad he did play because uh, he set up one of the goals and he did he did well. And I guess against teams like Stoke as well, we should probably be trying to be a bit more positive. We don't need that Sissoko who would be a double block, do we? Yeah, for sure. Also, Paul, what are your thoughts? Any any surprises from the uh, the lineup? Yeah, I was uh, surprised to see Lloris come back in for uh, Joe Hart. I thought Joe Hart's done enough um, in the Europa League and the previous rounds mm-hmm. uh, to stay to stay in the team. I thought it was a good mix of. Uh, a teamers and beat. Oh, let's just say first stringers and second stringers, whatever you want to call it. Surprised to see, see uh, Kane start because I think obviously he's played an awful lot of football, and I'd like to see Delhi offer someone like Vinicius to see to give us a, like um, a different kind of focus of attack. But um, mm. yeah, when I saw the team, it, it was yeah, I was pretty happy with it to be honest. And I guess Kane and so many first team players playing is an indication of Jose taking the cup seriously. Yeah, I mean. He's, one one of the, the I mean he's one of those managers like Pep. I saw a stat. I think Pep's not been beaten in this competition for like years. So mm-hmm. they've, they've won it quite a few times, and you know, Jose takes it quite serious as well as he showed at United. So uh, yeah, I think he's you know, he set his stall out tonight, saying that yeah we are going to try and get through this without us uh, to give us a good chance of getting like uh, some silverware, which as a fan base we all we all we all pretty desperate for to be honest, aren't we? So yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, moving on to the game. Seb, um, it's a good first half, I thought. Uh, Stoke didn't give them a single shot on goal. Uh, kept very high possession. I think it was like 70-75%. Couldn't really remember the last time that's happened. Do you think that was down to the way that we played or down to Stoke? I think it was down to the way we played. Uh, I think completely controlled the the, the first half. Uh, it should be said, Stoke, um, I mean, I can't understand it, but they rested players. They had some injuries as well. We all know about the goalkeeper issue that they had. But um, Nick Powell's been their best player this season. Um, he was on the bench. I, I find it very odd for a championship ch- team um, who are you know two games away from from a, a final to to rest players. Um, they're going fine in the league. I, I don't see any need for it. But we completely controlled it. Mm. Um, uh, they 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 barely got out of their half in, in the first half. Um, uh, and I thought it was very nice play. My only issue was that we didn't seem to be trying to score a goal and I know we got one in the first half but it didn't seem to be a lot of penetration um and I don't know if that's with the with the players on the pitch but there was a lot of sideways movement um and I think sometimes we forget the aim of the game is to, is to score a goal not look pretty so moving on about that point of either uh, the, the front four with Delhi moving in there today and we had Bale starting Kane starting how did you think they played and what did you think about Delhi's role in particular well, I, I didn't really think he was doing all too much, especially the way he was behaving on the pitch. There was a, one thing after a corner, he like tugged at a guy, you know, almost behind goal and he was a bit sloppy. And then Mourinho came out and said after the game that, you know, when you're in a position that Delhi's playing, your your job is to kind of connect people and, and find spaces and, and set people up not to, uh, I think it was something like mess up the players on your team or make it harder for them. So that was definitely some shade he threw at Delhi. Um, and it, it wasn't unwarranted it was it was true that's how he was playing um he's just really not on it these days which is a shame because we know what he can do when he is mm. i mean paul what do you think i thought first half Delhi was quite good it, i mean we didn't have many shots on target but i think he had at least two 
I thought he did well. I thought um, he ran the channels, he pulled out wide, he was finding the space uh, quite intelligently. There was a big gap between uh, Hoiberg and Winks and the front four, mm. which concerns me slightly because when someone did come short for it, they had like two or three midfielders. I mean, the front four movement I thought was excellent in the first half. They did, they, mm. they, you know, certainly Bale coming short and then like little flicks, one touch flicks around the corner to Doherty and stuff like that was. Was was really really good, but um, and Winks. I thought Winks's forward passing today was exceptional in the first half. I thought some of those long kind of 30, 40 yard uh, forward passes were were really really nice. And obviously, we got the goal from it. But um, go back to Delhi. I thought I thought I thought he did okay. He was obviously he was obviously trying. He was fired up when he had opportunities, and the goal he made like two decent saves from him. You could see that he was frustrated that they didn't go in. So the effort was there, maybe. You know, it wasn't directed in the right place at the right time, but I thought he did. I thought he did all right overall, to be honest. What do you think, Seb? I'm really confused with with Deli Ali. I, I'm. I, I, he he's just not a Jose Mourinho player, and mm. that that's the biggest problem. And we've talked about it loads on the pod that he he doesn't fit the system, and it's not the tactical shape. And I know HG, if he was on the pod, would argue me on into the ground on this, but it's the it's the presence of mind on the pitch. And I talked about it last uh, the last game where I felt that we're not intelligent on the pitch. And Delhi, unfortunately, for no matter how skillful he is and he or he can be, he's not intelligent. He's not an intelligent footballer. And it and it, it must wind Jose up something something incredible. Because he, he's good at finding positions, Delhi. He's good at um at, at dragging play uh, opposition players out of positions, but there's so many times when it, just a simple thing would suffice and he doesn't do it. I, he, I don't think he's got good vision. I think the vision's gone. Um, I don't think he's, he's, I think he's lost a yard of pace probably through, through not playing regularly. Uh, I just, I just can't see it. And I thought he was good first half and the second half, I thought he was the worst player on the pitch uh, yeah. and he got rightly taken off. I, it's like he just has a brain malfunction and just, it just, it just stops being a footballer. It, it was really. It was really bad second half. I mean, re- not just like, oh, he was a little bit off. He was really bad, really bad. Yeah. I think the thing with Delhi is if stuff comes off for him, it's great because he's always trying little flicks and little things here and there. And a lot of it's reactionary as well. So it, when it comes off, it's like, oh, great. Look, he's just kind of done three people by that little flick. But I don't know, probably at least half the time that, that doesn't happen, does it? And the one thing I thought about Delhi today was his link up with Kane was good. There was the one where Kane put him through for that shot, uh, which the keeper saved with his foot. I mean, Delhi didn't even look up, but he knew where the goal was and he'd got in the right position. And then the other one with Kane's amazing, like just cut inside from the right wing, left foot floated kind of chip ball that, you know, that sort of thing that Delhi would have smashed in a few years back, but he just didn't quite get on the end of it. But the, the understanding was there. And I think that's what we've missed. And, yeah, I agree. It's not necessarily the system because this is the system that he's played in lots of times. And I just think he's, um, yeah, he, he needs more games. Jose requires his players to be on it not at mm-hmm. 90 minutes, non-stop 90 minutes. And it's what you yeah. get with, with, with Bergvine. And to be fair to him, it's what you get with Endembele. That the difference is that Endembele can physically can only last 60, 65 minutes. Hopefully that will come. I think it's pretty much the same with Lo Celso. But while they're on the pitch, they give it everything. Delhi just doesn't. He just brain farts. Yeah. He's various points in the game. I think that's incredibly harsh. I think Dumbele <laughs> plays with 
amazing instinct and vision. And he plays an instinct. He does. Those turns, two, three people try and kind of crowd him. He does a little step over, gives himself half a yard, and he moves away. And he controls the ball, does a little half turn, and he's away. Delhi works on instinct as well. He see, he does see things. I I think that a problem that we have is that we don't allow players a little bit of creative freedom. Hmm. It makes for two things. It makes for a very, very boring watch at times, which I'm not going to get into because performances and results are completely different. We could spend hours on, but it also it's very, very easy. You know what you're going to get because you know that the skillful players in the system that, that Jose wants are going to do the very, very basic things. They're not going to try and be extravagant. Allied to that is the fact that you know that, that people like Delhi. Yeah, they don't fit into a system, but even if they were playing, they're still going to like be shackled by what Jose wants from them. And I, th- I, I just, I just wish that those shackles would be taken off sometimes, Seb. I really do, and it allows mm. for a bit more expressionistic football with with Delhi. Yes, it doesn't come off probably four or five times out of ten, but when it does come off, something happens. Maybe that, maybe you're right. Maybe that doesn't fit in with what Jose wants. But I think the difference is, is that when we were playing under the Poch system, that's fine because we're counting on the edge of the box. Delhi might try a flick and it gets nodded out, but it normally falls to one of our players that are around the box when you're not playing in that system. Like today, he just did a typical lamella. He broke, I think he had Kane on the left and probably Lucas on the right. And he got caught up making a decision and the defender just tackled him, just timed the tackle. Yep. And that was on the halfway line when we were breaking. You just think a top quality player in those situations is going to make the right choice or take the player on, take the defender on, something like that. He's got it in his mind what he's going to do. And I just think Delhi just got sort of caught in two minds. Did is that rustiness, Franco? Is that because he's not been yeah, no, in the sharp end for a bit? It, it quite possibly is. But I think if you're an elite player, which we kind of expect Delhi to be, then you make the right decision there. I don't know. Maybe we are being a bit harsh on him because he's not played a huge amount recently, but it's not looking good because Joe says just not, he's not going to, for all the reasons that Seb said about the extra stuff that he needs, he's not going to take a risk on Delhi unless Delhi is definitely going to perform. And it's almost like a catch 22, isn't it? Because now he's decided not to play him for half the season. Is he really going to get the opportunity to do so? I think alone is going to happen. I really do in January. The, the other thing is with the system, Jose's devised, a way of playing, whether we like it or not, that actually um, I think is is actually made to benefit Endembele. Now Endembele doesn't run around too much. He's the one player in the team, uh, if we put our, our our best eleven out, that actually his job is to kind of yeah half harry the defenders and things like that, but actually kind of receive the ball on the half turn and then and then push forward. He's the one that. Deli Ali could replace. But the difference is when Endembele collects the ball, he does something with it. When Deli yeah. Ali collects the ball, there's a fit, as we've just said, there's 40, 50% chance that he's going to give the ball to the opposition. And that, again, sets you on the back foot. So Endembele is better with the ball. I can't see how Deli Ali gets in the team in that system if he keeps giving the ball away. Mm. That's fair. Right, I think we moaned about Delhi enough. We do seem to talk about Delhi an awful lot for somebody that rarely plays, don't we? <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? Yeah, let's talk about someone else that rarely plays. What about Winks today, uh, Aviva? You got man of the match and set up okay. Bale's goal. Yeah. Were you impressed with him a bit more today? Uh, yeah, he he was the you know the the steady the steady body in that midfield at least for most of it. And um, I even though the the times that De- that Delhi really wasn't on it and was annoying me. It didn't really bother me as much because I knew that Winks was there to kind of like pick up the slack. 
Um, and I mean, he does, he, the guy is quality. We knew it was quality. He's taught him through and through, but I honestly don't think the performance he put in today would have like done it in like the Liverpool game or when we played no. like, I, I think that Jose knows where he belongs and he's trying to use him in the best way he can. And I think that just means using him not in really like big top six, um, league matches. And that does not say anything to like his quality. I think he has quality, but I just feel like. When we have Hoiberg and Sissoko or in Dembele, I feel like those three will always start ahead of him. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that, I think we've all we've kind of come to that consensus over the last couple of weeks that his position is now definitely a squad player. And uh, Jose might like him. It's weird because you saw the documentary and he was singing his praise when he sat there next to. Um, he was actually next to Levy, wasn't it? And he Levy, said, "Oh, yeah. Winks is a, you know, Winks is a great player. Can do everything. Run, does this, does that." But now he doesn't see him as good enough. I think Jose's been quite clever because he knows that Winks is desperate to go to the Euros next summer. So therefore, mm. when he does go in, and we saw, I mean, he played with a point to prove tonight. I think I thought his forward passing, as I said earlier, I thought was was very very good. He covered a lot as well. He he you know he, he sprinted like 40, 50 meters, a couple of times to cover for the fullbacks, and played it nicely back to Lloris and tied it up and stuff. He, he definitely played with a bit more kind of conviction than we've seen for a while which is only good for him and also good for the team so you know prop to, to, to Jose as well I thought he might go out on loan um, because he wants to play the Euros um, mm. I can't I can't see it now after tonight but um, I, th- I think it's quite clever management from from Jose I thought he played yeah. well today I thought I thought he played really well the, some of his passing was was superb I thought tonight well look I mean we've still got the Marine game and we've got an easier tie in the Europa League still to come so there's a good chance he might get used or at least be seen in those games and teams like Fulham coming up as well he might get more opportunities after this difficult patch we saw it a weekend didn't we like you, you take Andomble off and then you know the Celso goes down I know he's a different type player but we we need mid, we have midfielders who can pass and, and Wink showed tonight that he could pass so I don't know. I don't know how bad the hamstring is for for the Celso. And as Seb said, you're going to hook a Nombre at 60, 65 minutes. So yeah, Winks might see himself a bit more in that quarterback role. You know, that kind of like spraying the ball out from mm. you know that kind of midfield position. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he gets used. First tonight for Harry Winks in three years. First assist in three years. Yeah. What? His first wow. assist since December 2017. Wow. Our midfielders don't contribute enough to goals and assists, do they? And we, and we need them to. We definitely need to get more goals from uh, other than Son and Kane, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that, that's quite quite obvious. But again, I mean, you know, we saw Davis ping it from outside the box. It's, it's, it's not as so we don't take a lot. Yeah, we don't seem to shoot a lot from outside of the box and stuff. So the way that we play is going to be out... To say that we need more, we need more kind of goals from like our midfield players is, I don't know. In the system, I mean, how, how do you see that happening? I, 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 I well, just don't. I don't. I don't see what it, unless Winks yeah. does like ping something into the top bins from like twenty five yards. Yeah, Winks and Hoiberg are never going to go beyond like Kane or Son as a kind of like a third man or a second man run. Mm. So, I don't really see in the system. If we're going to lord the system, then we're going to have to accept that the majority of the goals are going to come from those front three or front four. No? Mm. Have I got that wrong? No, you're probably right. But it's just when you look at how our goals are distributed, we, we get very few from centre midfield. For yeah. like, for I can't even think the last couple of years. 
Okay. Yeah. That, that's yeah no, they're right. I can't, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. But um, yeah, I, I'd like to see more goals from midfield, but I, I don't see them. I don't see where they're going to come from in the system we're playing. Well, we're not that kind of team. We're not. We're not Liverpool, which we play with three of the midfield, and you have Henderson and Wanyadam and and or like Keita. We don't. We don't play like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure Henderson scores much more frequently than than Winks or or any other midfielders do. So. Yeah, Hendo doesn't get a lot either, but one Adam has done. It's just it's just about taking that load, isn't it, and and, yeah. and sharing the responsibility for goals. And I just don't think Winks ever really contributes a lot to assists or goals. But anyway, one man that it was good that he he contributed today was Bale. Um, Aviva, were you impressed with the goal, and then surprised that he went off at halftime? Well, first of all, it took me a while to kind of in, like figure out that that was a goal that he scored because his celebration was very like, oh, yay. <laughs> uh, I was just like, wait, was that actually? It wasn't, it, it wasn't a wild celebration. Was it, it wasn't a wild celebration, and it wasn't like a wild like. At first, I'm like, I had to rewind it. Like, wait, did he score that? Um, yeah, I mean, another header for him. But yeah, Marino says he went off injured. Um, it was important for him to start because I think a lot of people have been saying this online that you know if he wasn't starting games eventually, then questions were going to have to be asked about this loan because with with no play time, like, what's the point? Yeah, no, I agree. And um, it's good because we need, with with Lucas not really contributing goals, Bergwijn not really contributing goals, we need somebody else. And it's good that Bale is at least scoring headers, even if his left foot is uh, no longer the, the one that it was. So look at the um, the Stoke goal. It was their first shot on target. Paul, do you think we could have done any better with that? Yeah, uh, I think Davies got drawn in centre midfield, chasing his man, and he didn't make the tackle. And I think I think Dyer was out there as well at some point, and he kind of made a no half, he made a kind of half-hearted kind of like lunge where he's like, if I stretch any further, my hamstring, my groin's going to snap. So I, I don't know what he was doing out there. And then the ball in, uh, it was just a bit of a cluster, really. Doherty kind of like lost his man, and I thought Hugo could have come and claimed it. And then Hugo got beaten at his near post. See, was Doherty, when I looked at it, Doherty's kind of got his arm out, like as if he's saying to Hugo, stay where you are. I thought he was trying to block the guy off from running. I thought that's what he was trying to do. And then, I mean, I mean, is anybody who reads anything I write, I'm a massive Hugo fanboy. And I just, I just thought he could have come out. It it kind of like bounced. It was a nice bounce in the six yard box. You know, he's very kind of vocal. Um, I thought he could have come out and collected it, and then he got done at, at his near post. And mm. it was a good, it was a good finish. It bounced in front of him, it bounced up. It was, you know, it was quick, quick surface. But it just was a bit. It was just a bit of an, an annoying goal to concede as well. You know, it gave them that kind of like mm. little lift that they wanted. But it was definitely like a, a defensive mistake on our left. I mean, I don't know what Dyer, I don't know what Dyer was doing out there. And then Sanchez was obviously covering the middle, and then. He, it was a good ball in, and but I just thought like you know, it could have been dealt with a lot sooner, um, and before even the cross came in. I mean, I was just mm. a bit dis- I was disappointed in Dyer with that kind of half-hearted kind of like non-challenge. I don't know what he was. Do- I don't know what he was doing out there to be. And so, who did Joe say blame? <laughs> I knew you were going to come to me for this. <laughs> <laughs> Joe said blamed Deli Ali, and I blamed Deli Ali as well because he gave this little petulant. I don't know what you call it, half flick to try it. He thought, I think he was going to play it through to Son. And again, like we said, if it comes off, it looks amazing. Little flick on the halfway line that sets a player free. But it's not what you do. You know, it's just, it's not what Jose team does. It's not what a player who takes responsibility does. And 10 seconds later, the ball's in the back of the net. And Jose said, Deli, Deli, your flick cost us a goal, Deli. 
and he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, as much as we had opportunities to stop that on the way, I do think Jose's saying that's who really, what he basically means is giving the ball away by doing stupid shit like that, Delhi. It's, you know what I mean? And then they've gone and scored now. Look, think about what you're doing. So at that point, you know, 1 1, it looked like it could, <laughs> it could be one of these ominous games where we throw it away. We weren't playing as well in the second half. But then Aviva, Davies, step forward. What a great strike that was. I mean, there's been a few times in the in the not too not too distant past that he's tried to shoot from there and it just been saved or gone off the post or whatever. But I mean it just yeah, good for him for taking that shot. I don't think he would have honestly taken a shot like that in a league game because I don't think he mm. would have allowed himself you know, the the risk and the chance to do it. But he was definitely feel, feeling confident and good for him. No, agreed. And then Kane got the final one. Were you surprised that Kane played so much of Evo? It was like, you know, admittedly, we didn't score that third until the 80th minute and Jose probably wanted it to be done. But with Vinicius sat on the bench, a lot of people were expecting him to start and instead Kane plays an entire match. Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. It was the one thing in the lineup that confused me because we have a backup striker that actually can score and has been doing it cons- consistently. So why risk Kane? Um, and I guess the risk was worth it. He scored for us. But it, it was interesting for me to have that thought process because I'm not used to having that thought process of like, why aren't we resting Kane? We have someone who mm-hmm. can play his, you know, play his role competently. Um, but clearly Jose has a, a method to his his madness. So we just have to trust it. Well, I think he just always wants his best team out. But most mm-hmm. Spurs fans are there worrying about Kane's hamstrings or something like that. But looking forward to Sunday, we are playing Wolves. Oh, it's the seven fifteen kickoff. So annoying for podding. We have to pod so late. <laughs> We're playing last. Everyone else would have played this this weekend. But there's no other sort of big sides playing each other. Leicester are playing United. <laughs> I love that you said that. No big sides <laughs> playing each other. It's Arsenal, Chelsea. Obviously, no big sides playing. Each other. Oh, you ruined my yeah. jokes there. But there you go. And then Arsenal <laughs> played Chelsea. But um. Tsh- <laughs> So yeah, Leicester against United is is the kind of the big one in terms of like testing for us at the top of the table, and hopefully those that, that bunch of nomads from South London can do us a favour against Chelsea. We'll see. But we take on Wolves, who have had a bit of an indifferent season. It's got to be said they're eleventh currently, not quite doing as well as we probably would have expected at the start of the season. In recent form, they've had two wins but three losses, and that win was a really impressive one against Chelsea the other weekend. Last minute winner was uh, was very good, especially for us. But um, I mean, this season so far, six wins, six losses. So they're really struggling for form. And I don't think this is this is not a stat, but I just quickly looked at them. <laughs> it doesn't look like there being anybody in the top half of the table. All of their wins have come against teams that seem to have been in the bottom half. So what can we expect, do you think, from Wolves at the weekend? And, and with sort of Jimenez out injured, who, who are their danger men? Well, actually, in a way, tonight might have helped us because Wolves... I mean, they've tried this four at the back, but more often than not, than not they line up with five at the back. So obviously we've played against that tonight. Um, I really like Pedence. I think he's. I think we saw him uh, last year in the uh, Champions League when he was playing for Olympiacos uh, and he came up against us um, and um, Wolf snapped him up and he, he's a very good player. I like him a lot. They've got the kid Fabio Silva. Um, they've spent a lot of money on him and he's obviously had to come to the fore now. Jimenez is out. Um, but I don't want to say there's not too much to worry about, but I am confident going into that game. Um, and I do think as well that, funnily enough, even though we were worried about risking players tonight, they're kind of on a roll playing. You kind of get into that, whereas sometimes having a week off, especially over Christmas, who knows what shape they're going to be in when they turn up. 
I've got this, I've got this theory about Wolves when you watch them because they played like was it fifty four, fifty five games last season that they play in like spurts. They play like really, really well in the first kind of fifteen twenty minutes, and then they'll just kind of hold, and then they make a a cognitive decision in, in the last third of the game to really go for it. Uh, when I've watched them, I think Pedence, as Seb said, is really, really good. Um, I think Traore, I know they're still. There's still discussions. He feels a little bit let down by the club, by his contract and stuff. I think, you know, Troy on his day, as it showed when we played them, we took we took turns in kicking up in the air when they when they played mm. us, when we played them, sorry. Um, I think he, he's obviously got a goal in him as well. Um I think we should beat them. I think I think we'll uh, you know, we, we it, it'll be I think they like to play in the counter-attack as well, don't they? So it'll be one of those kind of like KG kind of games. Um confidence wise we should be going into it, yeah, uh, as well with with a few players rested as well because we're playing a day later than everybody else that we're playing the last game. Um, yeah, we'll beat them. We'll beat them. Aviva, are you confident going into this one? Honestly, I hate it when we play Wolves because I have PTSD from watching us lose to them at Wembley a few seasons ago over Boxing Day when we, we were up. <laughs> and I just come off watching us beat Bournemouth like 5-0 a few days earlier. Then I saw them. We were like, oh, we're going to win. And then they ended up like scoring three or something goals in the second half against us. So uh, that that's left a mark. Yeah, it's left a mark. So you never know with Wolves. They're capable of, of you know, tricking you. Yeah, and they've still got some players that can score goals. Pedro Neto as well. He's a half-decent player. I think I agree. Pedence is going to be their main threat. Um, but, yeah, it's just they're, they're a good team. But I just feel like this year they've been lacking. And like I said, they've struggled against the top half of the table apart from Chelsea. And... Would you play? Would you play Doherty against his old team? No, I think I think Serge will be back in. If I'm perfectly honest, I think Serge and Regulon will be back in. And what changes do you think we're going to make, then, Paul? I, I would play Doherty just to, if he's got a point to prove. It will be Idavarold and Dyer. Um, we'll probably go with Hoiberg and um, and Sissoko as the double pivot, and then the front four. Um, if Bale's come off tonight, not feeling very well. Um, it would probably be I would go Bergwijn, uh, Son, and then uh, and Domble, and then I would go with K- obviously Kane up front. I, that, that's what I would see. But I, d- I don't know why. Is it is it because Domble got the kick uh, on the foot? Is it is it still a problem with his foot at the minute? I, I can't see any info on Lo Celso's hamstring or the injury in Domble. So. I, I, no, I, we're a bit I, more cagey about things these days, but I think yeah. Don Dombele, he, he needs to get kicked slightly and that's him done for the next game, isn't it? It's just... But yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, if, if Dombele's fit, then obviously I think he starts in front of La Celso. Seb, what do you think? Do you think delhi has got a chance that he might start the weekend? Maybe if Dombele and La Celso aren't fully fit? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> I'll tell you who has got a chance uh, and who did really well when he came on tonight and we haven't mentioned is Eric Lamella. Yes, um, Coco. He, he he was great for for, for twenty five minutes tonight. Uh, he put him. He, he does what Jose wants him to do. Look, whether you like it or not, if you're a footballer and you want to play in that eleven, do what your manager bloody well asks you to do. It's as simple yeah. as that. And that's what Lamella does. And it might not be easy on the eye. And you can argue that you know, as we've had on this pod with HG, you know, ad infinitum. He doesn't score enough. He doesn't. It doesn't assist enough. Whatever he does in my book. And he does all the other things that go unnoticed as well. He was putting niggly little horrible ta- tackles in tonight. He was putting his body in the way. He was creating space for others. He 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 is um, Bergvine, but on the other side. So th- th- there is a chance, I think, that if Endembele, 
uh, and Lacelso uh, aren't fit, that uh, maybe Bergwijn plays central and Lamella on one side, Son on the other. That that mm. other option. I think the difference is tonight. There's a, you see it all the time. If Lamella ever loses the ball. He is straight after it, isn't he? He's like yeah. a terrier. He's <laughs> like, you nick the ball off him. He's like, right, give me that back. Whilst with Mora, it's like fall over, turn around, be, look a bit upset, <laughs> have a little jog back. And, and Lucas has got far more pace than Lamella as well. Yeah. But Lamella's just 100%. You can see he literally gives 100%. I'm not surprised he gets injured so often. So we're digging, um, it, we're digging out Delhi for losing the ball. But then on the other hand, we're going to put Lamella, put Lamella flip, in. Yeah, well, okay, but he still loses the ball. Losing the ball is losing the ball. Um, and Delhi does try and get it back. I don't care what you say. He does try and get it back in. He does. He's, he has got that little spiteful bastard side to him. I just don't understand how one person, sorry, how one player is lauded for like losing it and then getting it back really quickly in a terrier-like fashion, which is great, which is good. And then we have someone that's equally skillful in Delhi that, we, that, that we're balling out because he loses the ball. I don't have a problem. I don't. I, I get what you what you're comparing, but the difference is that all right, Lamella can hold on to the ball a bit a bit too long, but I never scream at the telly like I scream when Delhi gives it away, as we've spoken about tonight on the halfway line, where we can all see the pass, we can all see it, and then kind of shrugs his shoulders, and uh, it just doesn't don't, it just doesn't work for me. I don't think he shrugs his shoulders, Seb. I don't. I, don't, I think I, he does occasionally, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think I, I don't think he always does, and I think no. since he's been getting back into the squad, I think he closes down. And and certainly when we were at our absolute best under um under Poch, I think Delhi was completely pivotal in that, in the sense that he would be closing down him, Ericsson, Kane. Yeah. But I just think when he's some days he's just not, and he's just you know what I mean he gets fouled, and then he's looking up at the ref. Lamella will never get. I think he's been fouled, and then just sit there. He's, he's he's normally straight up after it. Yeah, but, one's yeah. from Argentina, one's from Milton Keynes. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because wow. like I love, I, our Argentinians, the Celso can tackle. I mean, that's one thing. I you know, it's those sliding kind of. You know, the Argentinians don't mind putting their foot in, and mm. uh, you know, getting amongst it. So yeah, yeah that's the thing. Have you ever seen Deli Ali do a slide tackle in your life? Uh, no, no. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like getting dirty, does he? It's the tattoo on the back of his neck these days. He doesn't want to, like, you know, get it all kind of like dirty. Does anyone know what it says? I got. No, I don't care what it says. Right, <laughs> boohoo.com. Messages on Facebook. If anyone knows what that says on the back of his neck, I really want to know. I don't think he sure knows he what's on the back of his head. <laughs> well, yeah, because he can't see it. Exactly. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Oh dear. Right. So let's have your predictions then, Seb. I'm confident actually. I'll say 3 1. Nice. Mr. Muir. Uh, I'll go for a KG 1 0. Okay. Viva. I'm going to be optimistic annoyingly and go 2 0. Okay. I'm going to go 2 1. Just it's my standard. <laughs> go with the 2 1. I think it's going to be tricky. I think they probably will score, but I think they're struggling for firepower. So I can't see them getting more than that. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, Kane and Son to deliver as a Christmas present. That would be nice. So just to mention, footballprize.co.uk, they've not got a lot on that at the moment, but look out for the new year. They're going to have bundles of great competitions, loads of brilliant Spurs merch coming up. So look out for footballprizes.co.uk. Don't forget, if you ever enter a competition on there, use the code 10cheese10cheese and you'll get a 10% discount. Also, just quickly to mention our Patreon, if you like what we do and you want to support it, then please go to patreon.com forward slash the cheese room podcast. Right. Thanks ever so much for joining me, Mr. Seb Short. 
no problem at all thank you for having me on uh cheers as always paul yeah you're welcome i still don't like the green kit or the yellow kit but let's move on from that Apparently that's Caller's favourite. He's gonna. He wants it. For yeah, well, yeah, that's probably why I don't like it. <laughs> Capitalist green, I think it's called, <laughs> with the pink stripe on the back because he's in touch with his feminine side. It's, it's the nineties, isn't it? The pink thing. I mean, yeah. when was pink and green ever a combo? I just don't get it. Watermelon. Just, I don't know. Watermelon. Kids, watermelon. Kids, watermelon. Pink. Football. God's sake. <laughs> it's flamingo pink or something like that uh aviva thanks ever so much for joining us hope you don't get snowed in over the next week i got snowed in last week but thanks so much <laughs> <laughs> well i knew that so i was hoping it doesn't happen again <laughs> <laughs> right cheeseheads thanks ever so much for listening again um i'll be back with a review show of the wolves game at the weekend and um our antipodean friend mr jolly might be making an appearance again so look out for that Until then, subscribe to your podcast provider and hit us up on all the social media channels. And come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.